Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of the Two Dudes Running Podcast. I'm Samuel. I'm Christopher. Um, yeah, thanks for... I don't remember... I think it's been probably like at least three weeks since we last put one out. So yeah. the people are starving for content. <laughs> so we're trying, to, we're trying to cook up a good one for you here today. Um, we just got to give the people what they want. Was the, was the last one the Boston one? That's right, right? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. So. So just about three weeks. Yeah. And that one was, I think, pretty much exclusively about Boston, so. Yeah, yeah. For, for like an hour, I just talked yeah. about Boston. Yeah, so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're just going to talk about a few few different things today, hopefully um, find some parts of it interesting. I'm going to try to keep um, or do a better job at putting... Um, like hyperlinks to the different portions in the uh, description okay. just to save people the frustration of listening to the parts they don't want to <laughs> listen to. Um, but, yeah. Um, so I think we were just going to start with, yeah, my an update yeah. on some of my training and racing. Um, I don't remember what even the last race was prior to the 5K at Penn. Like, I don't even know. I guess I Is had... Delaware Mile? I guess it would have been the steeple. Oh, I probably did. talked yeah. about that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you did. You um, talked about that. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I ran a 5K at the Penn Relays now, a little over a week ago. Uh, ran 14.06, which was yeah. a, a solid PR. Um, and probably the first 5K I've ever run that I felt like just went very well. And on, honestly, I mean, it went, it did go very well. But, like, mm-hmm. it just went as good as it should have, in my opinion. Like, yeah. it wasn't, I wasn't, like, mind-blown, really, when I was running. Like, when I was hitting the times I was, I was yeah. like, this is what I should be able to do. I've just never had a 5K that, like, really clicked that well. Right. Um, and so to, to have a 5K that really I executed that well felt really good, as it typically does. Yeah, like, you just haven't raced that distance very often. No, I've literally only run, like, three of them, like, kind of all out like in Mm -hmm. like actual like invite types of settings yeah so it was super i mean first of all anyone listening like pen relays is is awesome it's so fun if you can go just to watch like you actually should it's like just as fun like i i like other sports even though i talk crap about football and like the nfl (laughs) and stuff like i i really enjoy going to NBA games and NFL games and all kinds of stuff, except baseball. Baseball's not fun. Uh, not yeah. sorry about that. Um, I think baseball's okay. 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 Maybe not. Um, leave it up to you. No, but, golf. Golf is ridiculously exciting. Yes. But golf is thrilling. I'm not joking. It is. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, pen relays, even just going to watch, even for like the distance night when I was there on Friday evening, it it's super fun. I mean, there were like tons of pro athletes there, mm-hmm. like especially yeah. this year with the on team. Yeah, and they were doing the world record attempt in the yeah mile. Like I literally watched Sage Herta run like a one fifty nine, yeah. and then just went and like warmed up. It was like pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah and su- super nice. The track is very like nice under your feet. Stadiums obviously beautiful. Um, yeah just great like if you can ever get there which like the entry standards are actually not absurd like the the club 5k that i ran Mm -hmm. was like 
fourteen forty five was the standard, and I think yeah. there were guys that were slower that were in there. So, yeah. like, if you can find a way to get yourself into that, like, do it. Like, it's super fun, mm-hmm. great environment. Typically, you can find a lot of competition too. So, super fun to be there. I was really grateful just to have the opportunity, and it went super well. I think I came through sixteen hundred in. I think it was like four thirty three, four thirty two, um, and then came through two mile or thirty two hundred in. I think nine oh eight something like that. Slowed down a little bit and then closed in like four twenty something, like yeah. four twenty mid or low. Um, Which is like crazy. <laughs> Uh, well, it was funny because it almost mirrored. I had texted Chris the night before or two yeah. days before my like ideal splits. And I think they were, I basically had put like a slight negative split, I think, mm-hmm. but it not, ended up not as big of a negative split as. Right. And the funny thing is I almost did. Like I almost, when I first typed it, I yeah. almost said I wanted to close in something closer to, um, I don't even know. I think, oh yeah, so I wrote 436, 434, 430, 29 for the last 200, and that would be 1409. And realistically, I was like, I think it should probably be more like 436, 433, 34, and then like closer to 425. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, ah, it seems fast, but it should be reasonable. And then I just kind of was like, ah, no. But then it ended up being like exactly like that, very similar. but it was great. I Ben Flanagan, I had him so scared. <laughs> no, he was... He, he had to work for it. I mean, he did, but he no, looked so smooth. He did look smooth. But, like, the flow track guys were, like, saying, like, oh, Ben Flanagan really showing off here. But, like, he, like, he was smooth, but, like, you could tell he was, like, working very hard. Okay, fair. Like, he so, definitely... Yeah, he wasn't jogging, but he he looked better than I did, that's for sure. Yeah, you looked like... Just you look horrible. Like you're up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, super fun. Really, really happy to have. This was one of the first times I had like a quote long shot goal for a yeah. training block that I actually achieved. The histor- sub fourteen ten. Yeah. yeah, and historically I've like never achieved those because they're like I always set them just very very high. Yeah. Um, so to actually get it was like kind of like oh wow cool. Um, but. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Swats up next. Probably gonna do a steeplechase. I'm waiting for confirmation on another meet to see if I can do the trials of miles meet and do the steeple yeah. there instead. I haven't heard back, um, but I'll probably be going there anyway and maybe just do another five k or something um, yeah. and just take a shot at sub fourteen. But yeah, I'm thinking about going as well. Run the mile. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, bigger bigger things coming hopefully, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I keep thinking about this five k, and it's like it's really fast, like like really fast. Like you ran a really fast time, and it's like it's hard to like wrap my head around it because like I mean we've talked about it multiple times. Like I feel like the goal in like college was like sub sub fifteen was like wow that's like pretty it's fast. solid yeah, yeah like. And then sub-1430 is like, oh, you're like cream of the crop in D3. Yeah. It's like, but like, 
I never thought like I would know someone that ran like under fourteen ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's funny. Like Chris and I were talking. I don't know. We were talking as recent as probably a month ago mm-hmm. about some of the times that we were running, like respectively, and we we both had literally said like, yeah, who would have guessed that like. 408 would have been like a time that I could just run like in a sit and kick kind of race and that you can just go out and run like a 68 half like as like kind of a time trial but like just Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood like on like a Wednesday afternoon whatever we did it yeah yeah it was Wednesday afternoon (laughs) and then just like show up at work the next day um yeah like things like that like it definitely started becoming like a little surreal like just being like oh wow like things are like clicking and taking a lot of time off and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned to you like the days before the 5k, like I was like, the goal is sub fourteen ten, but like, it feels like it, that's too fast. But at the same time, when I look at the splits, like it just makes sense yeah. based on my fitness. And so I was just like, I just kind of approached it that way. Like stop thinking about it in like the macro and just mm-hmm. kind of actually broke it down to look at it. Um, and that made it like much more digestible. Oh, like looking at each mile split or each 400. Yeah. And it like, it still felt fast in my mind, mm-hmm. but like, you never know. Yeah. But when you show up on race day, assuming nothing bad goes wrong, like you're probably going to get what you think you can get, especially if you had some, if you have competition. Yeah. One thing I do want to mention, cause it's funny um, and probably more entertaining than hearing about the race itself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I go for my warm up. I drop my spikes in the clerking paddock area. If you've been to Penn Relays, you know that right on the outside um, of, I think the back stretch of the track. Um, I think it's like the east side of the stadium. I'm not totally sure. There's a big area outside that you can, they clerk like the relays before walking you across on the inside of the stadium to where you're actually about to start, like the four by fours and stuff. Anyway, if you're not familiar, just ignore that, I guess. But I put my stuff there. To be clear, there was not really anybody else there in terms of athletes, but there wasn't a ton of people there at the time anyway, because it was nine at night. Yeah. And there was only a few races left. I put my spike bag there and go and finish my warm up. I only had like five minutes left. I go and jog for like seven minutes, maybe a mile, come back and around the corner and my spike bag's gone. (laughs) And immediately my stomach dropped and I was like, this can't be happening. Like, cause it's, it's not gonna be anything good. Right. Like it just, why would it have just moved? Like, so I see a, a maintenance guy, clean, cleaning guy there. I walk up and I'm like, excuse me. Like, do you have any idea where a white Nike track bag would have gone? And he goes, Ooh, buddy, yeah, and he points to the dumpster, and I was like, you threw it away, and he was like, yeah, like, five minutes ago, and I was like, dude, like, it's in that dumpster right now, and he was like, yeah, like, in some trash bag, I just dumped, like, ten of them in there, and I was like... Ten of the bags? Oh, the the dumpster was, like, full. With spikes? No, 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 full, like, full with, like, trash bags, like, he wrapped it in another bag full of, like, shit, and so I immediately was like... I have like 15 minutes to be like pretty much spiked up and like doing a stride or two before getting on the line. Like I need to like find these like now. Yeah. And so I like jump onto the side of the dumpster and like start like just eyeballing through the the trash bags because they were like clear. And it's just full of like 
napkins and just shit. Like, you can't tell. It's so much harder. And I'm like, dude, which one was it in? Because there was blue ones and white and clear ones. And he's like, it was definitely a clear one. I'm like, are you sure? Or, like, are you just saying that? Because, like, I don't have time. Like, if you don't know, just say you don't know and I'll look at all of them. And he was like, no, it was definitely a clear one. I'm like, fine. He comes over and, like, starts helping me. I'm, like, tearing through them, like, lifting them up, trying to, like, get a look, tossing them. Like, my hands smell like shit. Like, oh, just, like, gosh. yeah, 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 just gross. Yeah. And there's, like, like they just smell like Gatorade mixed with, like. Like, bananas. Yes. Pills, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like slimy bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I am, I'm up there, and I'm, like, literally watching people do, like, strides. I'm watching people, because I can, you can see through into the track. And okay, I'm okay. seeing the DMR be run, or the 4 by mile be run, and I'm like, I should be in there watching this right now. Like, yeah. I hate you. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I go through, like, eight trash bags, like, meaning, like, flip them over, looking around inside, tossing them to the back corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I am not seeing this. Like, you said you just threw it away, and it's one dumpster. Like, I am, like, three-quarters of the way through this thing. Like, where the fuck? Where is it? Yeah. Finally, he, like, pulls on a bag when he's on the side, and it provides visibility to like one of the bags like truly on the bottom and my spikes are just like pressed right against the top of that bag and i was like holy shit like just screamed i was like dude they're right there and he like pulled the bag off and i reached down and like pulled this bag up tear it open grab my spike bag which is just marinated in banana peel juice and powerade and piss (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) and i just grab it and i was like Thanks for helping me, but, like, god damn, you gave me a heart attack. Yeah. And I just take off to the infield, literally just toss my bag, take my shoes off, like, put my spikes on. And I, I still had, like, eight minutes or ten minutes, I think. Yeah. So, like, I had enough time to, like, decompress a little and do strides. But, like, I'm just saying, I think, like, that happened to me the last time I was at Penn, by the way. For most people, I probably don't know that. I got – I wasn't allowed back in because oh, I didn't yeah, have yeah, my yeah. bib on. And security was, like, being a pain. And they were like, you don't have your bib. You, like, you can't go back in. I was like, I race in, like, 10 minutes. Like, you have to let me in. And they, like, were giving me tons of problems. And then yeah. finally let me in, like, right before. And then I missed my heat, actually, because yeah. I didn't know they, comp- like, compressed the heats. Um, and then they let me in the other section. So two times I've been to Penn, near disaster has struck. Yeah. And both times I've run surprisingly well. You did fall in the steeple. Yeah, but I still ran nine. Over. Like if I didn't, if I didn't fall in that race, I think it would have been like, it would have been. Really I probably would have run close to nine flat, to be honest, yeah. um, that day. But uh, I'm, I'm just joking. I, you know, <laughs> you know, we joke about that. <laughs> there um, is a video. There is a video of it though. Somewhere out there, yeah. Flow track. I think it's on flow track. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I should oh no, no, it's on runner uh, space or something. Yeah, runner space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so crazy 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 start like yeah i guess it goes to show that uh the warm-up means nothing Mm -hmm. yeah literally the warm-up is just just shaking up the scar tissue in your legs people yeah that's all it is so what what do you need to do in a warm-up like run a mile and a half and then after that it's pretty much like as long as you run a little bit you're probably fine yeah just i think that's probably and don't overthink whatever you're about to do that's pretty much it um Go to the bathroom. Yeah. So yeah, it was Pen Relays was awesome. It was an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. But it was it was super fun. Yeah, I can't I can't even imagine like not having my spikes and like 
my mind would probably go to like, well, can I run this in trainers? Like, is that, is that what you were thinking then like, um, when you were doing it? So actually not. I pretty much immediately defaulted to, because like, I, I don't even know if this is actually um, uh, cocky to say, but like, I'm in good enough shape to where I was like, I'm at Penn Relays, but like, there's no point to me running a 5K yeah. in suboptimal conditions. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I'm here to compete and mm-hmm. I race to compete, but like, I also am like trying to run times. Yeah. And if I'm going to run in trainers, like, yeah, I might still be able to compete for the most part. But You're like, always going to wonder, like, what could have been. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to just, like, wear my Nike pegs and run, like, 1430 in Nike pegs feeling like I'm all out. Yeah. Like, what does that tell me? All it tells me is that I could have run faster. Like, I know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I pretty much immediately, when I couldn't find them, and then it was, like, 10 minutes before, um, it was, like, 920, and I was, like, I still can't find them. I genuinely sat on the edge of the dumpster for, like, two seconds and was, like, because my parents were there. My parents, mm-hmm. like, f- had gotten there a little bit before. I'm like, my parents got here. They're going to have to just go home, like, after seeing nothing. Yeah. And I'm going to have taken this day off of work for literally no reason. Yeah. And it's not even like I recovered or anything. Like, I'm just going to, like, be up late for no reason. All this, like, right. it was just, like, total inconvenience. Like, what do you do then? Like, go on an easy run? Do you do a workout? Right. So I was just like, do honestly, I... I would have been too devastated to like actually do this. I probably would have left before the five K even start or at, uh, while the five K was going, if I couldn't actually race or didn't mm-hmm. want to, but the on guys did like a really hard workout after Well, yeah. what would have been ridiculously hard for me. I was like, if I had my spikes somehow, if I found them by that point, I would have been like, can I please hop in? <laughs> just absolutely send yeah. a workout. Um, but yeah, so all those things were going through my head of just like, it's not even worth it. Like this day is going to be an entire waste yeah. Like, regardless. So, like, either I find... And then I was like, what if I don't... Because then I was like, well, do I just give up? I was like, if I can't find them in, like, five minutes, like, I should probably just not even try, right? Like, I'm not going to... Not gonna, even try to find them? Well, yeah. I shouldn't even try to, like, race. Because I was like, yeah. if I get these and have, like, literally, like, they're calling people to the line in, like, a minute, like, when am I really going to put these on, take my sweats off, and then just hop on the line and hope I run well? Like, yeah. in hindsight, like, I probably would have if I found them like regardless but in my mind i was just like dude what are you gonna do like if you can't actually find them like right now and then i just went to thinking like well what if i can't find them at all i'm like in this bag i had a few martin gels in the bag Uh i had my spikes i think i had i think i had a t-shirt and something else i was like there's literally like 250 dollars in this bag basically yeah i was like so it's like i'm losing money i was like I cannot take this much of an L. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah, like you, you have to find them. Right. Like it's, it's too much money. I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm going to waste my entire day and lose my spikes and all of this stuff. Yeah. And then just have to go home, like not happening. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. Imagine having to go home after that. It would have been the, I, it crossed my mind. Like in that moment, I pictured myself driving home and I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> You're like hyped up from the caffeines that you didn't use. Yeah. And just like, I'm sad and angry at the same time. I'm like, I do not want that to happen. Oh man. So well, it's, a, it's a really good thing you found them. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine like watching at home and just being like, why isn't he there? Right. Like, like it's starting like, shouldn't he be there? Is, is I don't he see like him. just behind someone? Like he has to be behind someone, right? Yeah. And then, like, just not seeing you the whole time. And then the gun goes off, and you're just like, 
what's happening? Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I finished and then saw my parents afterwards, a few minutes after I like like had hugged my hugged my mom and we were right by that section where mm-hmm. like my spikes were tossed, like right at that threshold of the track, uh by that entrance or exit. And after hugging my mom, I was like admittedly a little choked up, mainly just from like the emotions of like beforehand and like yeah. coming down from that and just being like, God, that was almost like a nightmare and like yeah. it turned out very well, like thank God. And <laughs> I hug my mom and turn and I'm facing the dumpster and I point and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just dropped like the full like like F word, which I don't know if I ever have in front of my parents. I was like, my spikes were in that thing like two minutes before the race. And my dad was like, what? And I was like, I was fishing around in that dumpster right before my race. And then like explained it a little bit. And they were just like, holy crap. I was like, yeah, you guys were up there waiting to see me do strides. And I was in there fishing my spikes out. Um, it's it's truly the amateur spirit there. Yeah, tracksmith spots for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was that's again that was one of the only things crossed my mind. I was just like, this would never happen. I think that's what I said in my Strava post. I think I ended it with saying like, nothing screams amateur more than like fishing around in a dumpster for your spikes before the race. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. So. I also think, do you get, like, nervous before these races still? Like, you still do? Like, what are your feelings before these? Because you see, you seem like um, someone that's just very calm. Yeah, so I, this is actually something I I would like to talk about. Maybe, maybe this episode, maybe another episode. Okay. You can see in a minute. Um, I, I've definitely gotten a lot more calm since college. Yeah. I think I was talking to Bill and maybe um, maybe Andrew Pizzaruso at the <laughs> alumni meet the next day yeah. about this. I definitely am a lot more calm than I used to be in college. I just put a lot of pressure on myself in college. So it was yeah. more like I had to perform. Just right. like It was like I, ha- I had to do well. Right. Like in an absurd like uh, binary way. Whereas now I'm like – I literally told myself, I was like, look, if I PR by like four seconds, like – be kind of disappointing but like it's a pr like i would take yeah. it like i'd be happy to take it right like i love running anyway so like i'll do it um but i obviously wanted more so i think more so it's i definitely get nervous um and it like peaks probably like during my warm-up for the most part okay. typically where like i find myself just like starting to like get a little bit more anxious and just like kind of like high strung wanting to like just like keep moving and like i'm not really like i'm just a little bit on edge um but then as soon as i start doing strides it typically like falls back down and i oh, get okay. into like more of like a steady state like zone so no i'm I'm not super anxious or nervous before most of my races definitely not day before it's literally like during my warm-up i typically like start feeling the nerves like firing okay, or so when you're standing on the line then you're like there's back down there's like, like nerves but they're like more like simmering it's okay. more of just like i'm like all right, let's get this thing rolling. It's not like, like college, it was like the night before I'd be like anxious. Like, okay. Like yeah, yeah. I still can remember it. Like two days before of races in college, I would be like, just like anxious, what which about, is crazy. Um, the, like what's an example of one of those races? Like all of them or like? Most. most? I would say anytime I ran a steeple, it was yeah. a little bit more like, just because I 
was typically treating them more seriously, given it was, like, my main event, kind of. Conferences, like, Wednesday of conference week, I'd be, like, starting to get, like, really nervous already. Um, Even if I was confident, it would just be, like, super nervous. Um, Yeah. Definitely any, like, NCAA or, like, SWAT meet. But Yeah. Because, like, it, it seems like you're pretty calm before them, so... Like, in college, even? Yeah, I I actually remember a specific time. It was before a 3K in indoors junior year. I can't remember if it was the armory or before... What did you do after conferences? Tufts. You did Tufts? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was before Tufts, and I think it was, like, the Thursday night yeah. or something before, and we were talking, and you were talking, like very much about your plan for the race <laughs> and I could like tell like you were anxious about it oh yeah I think I was super anxious for that one yeah definitely because there was like a lot on the line yeah there. like I thought like I definitely had an outside shot of like NCAAs and it was just like yeah I definitely wanted it but wasn't sure like how it would go yeah but yeah I don't know how I don't get super anxious anymore yeah see do you um it's it's been it's been strange actually because towards like the end of college it was getting to be that like I wasn't getting nervous as much and like I was sort of more calm and everything and then really like during COVID and everything and like last year and even the beginning of this year I was like I was calm mm-hmm. like before races I was like yeah like just go out there do do it and like you'll be fine yeah and then before the half marathon this year like i i was nervous like the day before i remember yeah and i was like what What is is this with me i was like i i have been like good at keeping this under control and now it's just like coming back and then i i was pretty good before the 10k but then before boston i was just like nervous it was like a wreck yeah i watched the pink panther the night before which helped but like the one with steve martin or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like i i had a really hard time yeah for boston and then like this the 5k that i did and everything like i'm getting like nervous before races again it was, it's a strange i feel like it does come in waves there was a time back in the fall is when I first noticed I wasn't really getting super nervous. Yeah. I mean, it was also like the first time I had like a real training block mm-hmm. since college really. But like, I remember showing up at white Rose and just being like, you and I just like, we did our warm up, like warmed yeah. up with drew, like had a good time talked and then like got on the line. And it was like, like I was nervous, but I was like more like prepared. Yeah. I feel like it's the kind of thing where like, I was, I think for White Rose, I was more nervous about who else was going to be there because... Well, sure. Yeah. I was like, I don't, like, I know Fleet Feet was going to have some guys, but I was yeah. like, I don't know who of them is, like, actually good. Um, and then it ended up being, obviously, like, a pretty fast and, yeah. and tough race. But, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me has come from just knowing that, like, I literally tell this to myself. It's, like, kind of, it's probably pretty corny, to be honest, but I literally tell myself, I used to do this in college because I was more nervous and I needed it more. But I would tell myself, right as the nervousness, like, crescendoed, like, during my warm-up, I would say, like, 
you have like a proven track record of performing like in races like yeah. of all kinds like why are you nervous yeah like this race could be tactical it could be fast and you'll probably be fine regardless so like mm-hmm. it's fine and that definitely helped and then now it's just like i believe it so much that i'm like i don't need to tell myself yeah it's more of like i just get like, on the line you got this like yeah like ben flanagan was in my race and i'm like granted he wasn't fresh and i knew he wasn't going to be like going out in like 13 30 pace but i was still just like i didn't even care i was just yeah. like cool yeah like, this will I'm, be fine. like i'm gonna run the best i can yeah mm. yeah just see one thing we can talk about um your like transition okay. yeah, thing yeah. but i do have something that ties back into this like mm-hmm. the whole like anxiety nervousness level that i've been reading about actually that okay it's kind of fresh in my head if you wanted to circle back to it maybe yeah call an audible okay um yeah so we'll we'll transition a little bit um i was interested and i kind of asked you a little bit beforehand to think Mm -hmm. about it since i mean everyone knows the feeling of like having a big race right Mm -hmm. Uh, a peak race that you're preparing diligently for you have a lot of mental energy like stocked into this event and it comes and goes as things do and regardless of how it goes time goes on and you have to decide what you want to do yeah and often after races like that you don't have anything lined up in the near future right yeah yeah it's just like that's it and like it's like you'll figure it out yeah yeah exactly like (laughs) exactly things it just like drops off from there and when it comes and goes, then you have to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been intrigued by that period because it's a really weird period for, it's always yeah. been a weird period for me, especially in like outdoor track. Yeah. Especially like you go home. And- yeah. You like, especially like qualifying for nationals, like you go out to NCAAs, typically like you've already been on campus by yourself for like a week or two. And yeah. then you go out there, compete, and then you just like go home. And then it's just like, summer yeah and then you're like off too like you're supposed to take time off before starting up for cross and then you're just like working your summer job like not running and you're like what the hell this is so weird yeah um and this is your situation is admittedly different but i wanted to get your thoughts on like how you've been handling that what your mindset has kind of been like with your approach to like because you've raced since then since boston um and how you've kind of approached workouts training your own like health physically and just like everything like that yeah so originally like after boston i was planning on taking like two weeks off and like really just like or maybe not two weeks off but like two weeks pretty easy and like really shutting down and then like building up a base again and going through that whole cycle of things And then Boston happened, and I did really bad. And I I think, like, the only... Yeah, I remember thinking, like, the only way I'm going to feel good is if, like, I have a good race. Mm -hmm. And we're just, like, I I need to race again. Because, like, I can't end on this. You need to end on a win. Yeah, like, I was, like, I can't can't stop, like, right now. Yeah. Like, it just i i was so just devastated from it and 
the only thing that I could think of that would make me happy or feel better was to do another race. So I pretty much right afterwards, like, well, I mean, I signed up for a marathon and then canceled that. <laughs> um, but then like, I, I was pretty set on doing this 5k in Lancaster, the race against racism. Um, I, I was like pretty set on that. I was like, okay, like I'm going to run well here. Yeah. I'm going to try hard and like, I'm going to try and come back from this. And so I did that and that went well. And it was like, it just, it felt like relieving yeah. to not have Boston be the last thing in your mind. The last thing I did. Yeah. Like when it is especially in the way, like when like I would go up and see people that I haven't seen in a while and it would be like, Oh, how is Boston? And because like, that was the last thing I did. Like how is Boston? And yeah. I'm like, it's really bad. Like, <laughs> it really didn't go well. Yeah. And so it was nice to have like, yeah, I, I won a 5k actually. Right. Like just a local 5k. Yeah. It was really cool. Like I ran this race like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So like I have a connection to it. Um, I ran a lot faster than I did 10 years ago. So it's like, it's cool. Felt good. Um, and yeah, I've just been now like signing up for races because I just, I want to compete again against yeah. people. And sort of like, I think also before um, Boston, I had said to Courtney, I was like, I think that I could PR in any distance. Mm-hmm. E- even like, definitely mile. Yeah, you yeah, said that yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, so I, it just felt like such a waste to just like cut it off after Boston, after not doing well, and like I wasn't injured or anything. So it just, it felt like the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't know if it's like the best plan to come back and race a 5k like 12 days after a marathon. Yeah. Like, that's probably not a great idea for everyone or a great idea for me. Like, like it was, it was hard to come back. I took three days off. I was super sore afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. I did a workout that was like kind of hard eight days after. Um, but it, it felt really good to race again. Yeah. And not have Boston hanging over me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it's also like even after like one of those big races when it does go well, it's it's like good to have things afterwards to like stay motivated towards Mm -hmm. i don't know no i totally agree and that's kind of why i as i mentioned like kind of building up to that that's why i like was curious with you Mm -hmm. because like i always felt in college when especially the way like my career kind of took form yeah i mean my sophomore year ended really well but also like kind of tragically with like NCAAs just right. going really I mean I was only ranked like 17th going in I think I was fortunate to make it in and 
ran really well with the last chance meet to get in. But then nationals went pretty rough. It was a really hard race. It didn't, I didn't run fast. And mm-hmm. then I kind of left like in the same position that I came in. Yeah, it was like, so it was like, shoot. And just like the travel story of how it, yeah. how I got there and all that, like it was really mentally draining and really uh, frustrating. So it was very bittersweet. And then again, went home and it was honestly really tough because I, I got home I got in that car accident like a few weeks later. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was like literally like a week later or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I still wasn't really training. And then I was like, I think I was having IT band issues like a little bit. Yeah. And then I was like building back up mileage like by myself like Mm -hmm. we all did. And I was just like so demotivated Mm -hmm. right off the bat like training for cross that I was like, there has to be a better way. And then, yeah. like, junior year came and started, and then I made it to nationals, had a good year, and the nationals went the way it did. Yeah. And then left me with, like, a bitter taste in my mouth. That year, I was really not in the right headspace to keep going. Like, it was probably going to be a good idea to stop. Right. But I did keep going and ran that 3K, actually, at FNM in December after nationals. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. And... It was a, it, it felt good to run that time and run a PR, a big yeah. PR at the time or a solid PR. Um, but that's an example in my mind of like, there definitely are times when like, you probably should just take off. Yeah. And like, that was one when like, I, I agreed, I co-signed with Falk. Like, yeah, I want to do like a, a 3K at this like meet right. after cross. But then nationals happened. The way it happened was, it was a good race for a lot of ways, but it was upsetting for a lot of ways. Right. And I was just ready to be done. And, but I already committed to doing that race and just like, whatever. Um, and then junior year track came and went and ended the way it did, which was horribly upsetting. Yeah. Um, and same thing. I just went home and started my internship literally 40 hours later and then just started training for cross and had a chip on my shoulder. I basically had a chip on my shoulder for like three years, (laughs) which like in a way is good. Yeah. It definitely kept me hungry, but, like, there are definitely times when, like, it's okay to go and race, like, a local 5K if, you like, you feel like that's what you need to, like, yeah. get some energy out and, like, have some fun. Get some serotonin flowing through you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's also okay if you have something like that already planned and your race goes really well or really bad, mm-hmm. but enough so in either direction to where you really just think it's best to not do something, don't do it. Yeah. Like... The, the point of this all really from my perspective is like like you did evaluate where you're at and what yeah. you need and then do that yeah it's harder yeah. it's easier said than done in our shoes right and actually it's easier done too in our shoes than like a college kid right because you're like they con- don't even have options you're confined by like your seasons but like I'm like I'm glad you did what you did to be honest. Like if you were injured that'd be totally different, but like you right. said you were healthy, you were in a mindset that was like I really just need to like put one foot in front of the other and just kind of move on. Yeah. And I think that was like totally the right move. Yeah. Like I don't want to say I was depressed because I think that might be like a little like it feels dramatic. Yeah, like it might be a little too far and like I don't think I well, was you like can say by the clinical like Well, no, you could say you you were depressed without having depression. Yeah, okay. So it, like that's that's how it felt. And I remembered hearing something on a podcast, whatever, some psychology podcast, 
and it talked about how like when you're depressed like you typically engage in more behaviors that would lead to greater depression uh, and it's like a is it a positive feedback loop is like yeah is that the term like i guess yeah i don't know if it's a negative feedback loop. i know what you're saying yeah, though yeah but, but yeah like you just like do like you feel bad and then you do more things that would make you feel bad like you isolate yeah kind of, spend more time by yourself on eat, social media eat eating poorly, sh- yeah, like, yeah right drinking yeah. more whatever yeah like stop doing the things that you enjoy stop doing hard things you just do everything easy yeah and so that was sort of in the back of my mind when i was like driving back from boston i was like if i don't do something like i am just going to keep spiraling yeah you're gonna rolling out of control yeah and just like end up a disaster so that that was like a big part of it as well um but there i guess like there have also been times where like i knew to like shut it down Mm -hmm. uh like junior year and outdoor yeah junior year and outdoor that was gonna be my example um i remember i was telling Devin today we were talking about like last chance stuff yeah and i was like yeah i remember trying to get crystal on a 5k um after junior year and you were just like i really think it's like the right call just to not yeah yeah that was it was like hard to do that too especially it wasn't just like hard before but it was like even harder afterwards because you guys all ran so well like jj ran well liam ran really well yeah and then you ran well and i was just like damn man yeah now i also did have like achilles issues that Mm-hmm. Do you remember that it like popped up the week of conference? Yeah, because you like stopped a workout earlier. Yeah, you didn't have to work out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went over to Falk. I was like, I can't finish, and he was like, What? Like, <laughs> yeah, my my Achilles is like really bothering me, and he was like, Okay, and then like I didn't run. I, I think, think you took I, like the next day off or something. Yeah, and he tried to get me to do like a tune up workout. Like, later in the week? Yeah. I think you guys did one, too. Oh, maybe. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I can't. (laughs) And I think I went into his office, like, the day before, and he was like, are you going to be able to run this 10K tomorrow? I was like, I will finish the 10K. Yeah. But, like, don't (laughs) count on much else. Uh, And junior year for me was, like, really tough. Like, I just, every... It seemed like every race was just like... Yeah, you definitely... Yeah. You were fighting tooth and nail for like... How I remember it. Like the most marginal PRs and things like that. It was literally like less than a second PR in the 10K. Yeah, that was still like... That was one of the moments when I realized you were like a true sicko. <laughs> like honestly. Like watching you at Princeton. Just like grind, lap in, lap it, lap in, lap out. Pretty much all alone, right? You were yeah. virtually alone. Yeah, um, because everyone else had either passed me or lapped me. Yeah. I think pretty much everyone but one person lapped me. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a good feel. And I remember, like, watching... I was taking your splits and Falk was taking Liam's, I think. And I'm pretty sure. And I remember, like, clocking your splits and just being like... He's, like, right on pace for his PR. Like, good. Like, that's fine. And then you just, like, didn't pick it up. 
and you just like kept hanging right on there yeah. until like and then that was like two laps ago I was like oh my god he's like right on his PR pace like this is crazy yeah. and then you yeah you ran literally kicked down the home stretch and ran out kicked one dude yeah, yeah. to not get last and PR'd by like three quarters of a second or something and yeah. I was and I mean you were like I mean it was all out you gave like a really hard effort yeah. and I was just like damn like that's savage yeah and the other thing about it too is that like I was really happy with that because every race beforehand had just gone so terribly yeah like I were indoor conferences I ran like 1555 in the 5k yeah and I it was like it wasn't like because it was a sit and kick race it was because like I couldn't couldn't run faster and your pr from sophomore year was like 15 30 yeah so like so it was like it was really like annoying yeah and so yeah i just i needed that year to be done um but it it also while like i needed it to be done it did make summer like a little bit more difficult um just like felt like you were like waiting longer for something yeah i was like am i gonna be it, will I be okay for cross country senior year? Yeah. Like, it sh- it should be okay, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess getting back to the point is, like, it can be helpful to have a goal after a big race. Yeah. Um, not necessarily as like a backup plan. Could literally just be like a race to run for like yeah. fun. Yeah, like. like I was listening to, um, this is sort of a little bit off topic, but I was listening to a podcast with Tommy Pusey. Okay. Tommy Rose. Yeah. He did one, he ran Boston. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you I saw him there? No, really? Yeah, I, I sorry, I stood right behind him. No I way. saw him sitting on the ground. Really? Yeah, like, I was like three feet away and like I wanted to say hi, oh. but I was, I just, I didn't because I was like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't need the attention right now. Yeah. So I didn't. Damn. It was like I saw the tattoos and everything. I was like, "That's that's him. That has to be him." That's cool. Anyway, um, I was listening to this podcast and he was talking about how like positive of an experience like a marathon is, Mm -hmm. and like you know like people like everywhere and there's just like positive energy if you believe in energy, but like you can tell like when you're at a marathon like there's energy like flowing yeah and it's it's an amazing experience and it's not just like marathons like regular road races or yeah. like pen relays yeah. like the environment is typically yeah. it's intoxicating it can yeah. be so i feel like even just getting in a race just to see that yes like i totally good agree humanity yeah yeah it's refreshing yeah refreshing I don't know, restores your faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I was writing something like that the other day, thinking about reflecting on Penn a little bit. And I mm-hmm. kind of said that, like, that was my thought. One of my biggest takeaways of just like, and same thing with like Rothman, like in the yeah. fall, like that was super fun being in like the elite section, you and I, yeah, like just warming up with like other good guys doing strides. And then they're like, taking us down, putting us at the front of this, like, massive yeah. field of, like, people, and then gun goes off, and you feel cool because, like, you're running, mm-hmm. and you're, like, your mind defaults to, like, competing, like, normal. Yeah. But then, like, 
that those brief moments when you like take yourself out of it and you're thinking about more than just like the competition yeah and you realize that there's like five thousand people behind you like also trying their best and like yeah having their own battles that they're fighting in that race or run whatever yeah. it is to them yeah like, it's cool it's like those people and like you have like with rothman like you you see them right like when you're, you're going out and back and like kind of like give energy off and yeah there were so many people that were like cheering for me and i mean yeah. for us and like the top guys mm-hmm. and it was like it was cool because like yeah we're we were flying like yeah. down mlk like yeah you know sending it to the line and you just have all these people running probably twice as long as us yeah. only like two miles in just being like yes you guys are awesome keep going and i'm just like thank you yeah <laughs> Yeah, and, like, the, the crowds are there, and the volunteers, and yeah. everything. It's just it's a really, like, races are just a really, really cool experience. And I feel like, I, I feel like we don't truly understand the importance of them, but... Yeah, it's, like, easy to take it for granted. Yeah. Because, like, we've both done time trials before, and <laughs> it's not Nothing. the same feeling. Not even close. Yeah, like, especially, like, my 5K time trial. Yeah. Like, I remember crossing the line and just, like, it was, like, this crazy... Like, it was the time I had been working for for so long, and... You just, like, did it. I crossed the line, I finished, and there were, like, kids on the track. Yeah. Playing around, and, like, some guy jogged by me, and (laughs) it's like, I did it. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Like when I ran like eight thirty one or something in the three k last right, spring, yeah, summer actually it was probably right, like June, yeah. and it was me and Nick and I, yeah. He paced the first like eight hundred. I took over, he took over for like another lap, and then was like, kind of like, having an off day, and was like, hey, I'm gonna step off. And then I ran the last like, thirteen hundred or like twelve hundred by myself, yeah. um, and you and Courtney were out there. And there was just some kids on the track that were football players drilling yeah. and just ran an 831. And it was just you guys afterwards being like, hey, nice job. And I was like, thanks. Yeah. And then just went home. Yeah, <laughs> that was it's, it. It's really... Not that it's not fun. Like, we do it for a reason when we don't have anything else to do. But, like, races are inherently just so much better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's a really, just really great experiences. Um Yes. Um, one of the, I guess we can circle back for a few minutes. I don't think yeah. it'll take super long. Um, spend like five minutes on it. So I, I'm reading a book. It's called, it's actually right over there. It's called Top Dog. Um, it's about, I think just like the science of competition really is the oh, premise. Okay, okay. It's really cool. Um, I'm, I was hoping to finish it um, either tonight or tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I've been reading for a little while. I've just been working through it pretty slow. Um, it's pretty cool. It's I would say if you're out there like listening and you are you like reading and you're intrigued by that topic, I would say it's worth reading. It's a pretty easy read. It's not super packed with data, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Sometimes yeah. they, they like reference things that are like they act as like truth, like capital T truth. Yeah, but and it's like wait, is that true? And I feel like I have to like go and like look it up. And they have like an appendix with all the data and things that they reference, but it's like. I don't know. I'm naturally skeptical. Yeah. But overall, it seems like they adhere to pretty good science and like whatever. Um, anyway, 
It's all about the science of competition. There's a lot of really cool things in the book, a lot of which we won't get into. Um, the main thing ties back into like perception of uh, nervousness and like anxiety. Yeah. So there's this study that was done a while ago, probably like two decades ago, maybe more. I think more actually, like three or four, um, where they came up with this acronym called IZOP, I-Z-O-P, which okay. stands for Individual Zone of Optimal Performance, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. And basically, I drew a diagram here for myself to like help visualize it. And this was more for like me, like just like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the argument is that they had done this study of finding out like when people perform best yeah, yeah. in a given context. And unsurprisingly, they found that like everyone used to think like if you're not nervous, you're not ready. How many times have you heard that? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And like, like people, if you're not nervous, you don't care about it. Right. Like, yeah. Like so many people have said that. Like I've known so many coaches who have said that in all different sports. What the study found I forget how they tested it in people, but basically they found that, like, everyone's different. And, like, when they measured the amount of, like, I don't know if it was, like, testosterone or something in their blood beforehand to, like, gauge, like, how, like, amped up they were, kind of. Okay. However they measured it, they basically found that people had all different types of baselines and still performed well. So basically indicating that, like, to you, being your optimal performance anxiety is totally different than mine or could be. Okay, okay. Which is, like, most people know, but, like, to a degree, and I'm guilty of it, of thinking, like, oh, actually, <coughs> like, like I do think to a degree. I'm like, if you're not nervous, like, how are you ready? But it's, like, fair, but th- everyone is to a different degree. Like, there are people yeah. that are probably trembling on the line, and that's actually okay for them somehow. And then there's people that, like, if you're geeking a little bit before the race and you don't typically, then it's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, basically what I wrote is that there's a, often a disconnect between your individual zone of optimal performance and what level of anxiety a situation, a given race situation elicits. Yeah. And so what I was thinking is like the goal then in terms of like managing your own performance and getting the most out of your uh, effort in a race is basically identifying like what the race is going to like what it's eliciting from you in the yeah. days before and like leading up to it and then like finding ways to like compensate and like bring that bringing the uh anxiety level that the race is like trying to evoke in you mm-hmm. down closer or up higher because like if you're in going to a dual meet picture you're a senior in high school you have to run a dual meet you're way better than everyone in the field but you still want to care yeah there's only one way to care and that's like finding ways to like drive up your nervousness or like arousal level yeah. to match like what is needed to perform for you. Okay. And it's the same way with like a championship race. Your anxiety level might want to be low, lower, mm-hmm. but the race is going to want you to be really high because it's like stressing you out right. and you have to find a way to like bring it back down. Okay. Okay. So I found it was so it's like compensating. Yeah. Like, and just like getting to your ideals level of stress. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was the point that really stuck out to me. Like, yeah, races are all races are going to do different things to you. Like that one random 3K I ran in indoor at yeah. Ocean Breeze, the second one I ran when I ran 814. Yeah. That race to this day was the hardest race I've ever had in terms of like what it's 
like stressed me out. Like I was a wreck before that race for some reason. Oh, freaking okay. out. Yeah. I just did not want to run. I was borderline like just like panicking. Like I was like Didn't you say you were tired? I, you I, tired? I was literally like falling asleep, like sitting there waiting for like to warm up. I felt horrible in the warm up. Then I was super like stressed and just anxious. I just felt all over the place. Yeah. And it took a lot to like get myself on the line feeling like at all stabilized. Mm-hmm. And then it went fine. But my point being like races are going to do all kinds of things to you. And some races are going to make you way too anxious and others are not going to make you anxious enough. And mm-hmm. finding a way to like find that balance is actually like really important. Yeah. See, now I'm thinking like, like I, I sort of assumed like a high, high stress, like bad, always like bring it down like just bring down your level of stress like all the time like i assume that was like the goal yeah but now i'm wondering like maybe there maybe there were some races that i should have been a little bit more stressed for like i'm thinking before rothman like i was like oh yeah like i'm cool i got this which like maybe that was part of it you know what i mean like maybe i should have been like a little bit more stressed beforehand um and i totally agree like, I yeah. think that's why I didn't run super great at Run the Bridge. I mean, I got oh, second. Yeah. I got second and beat everyone except, like, that, like, semi-pro dude who was racing. But, right. like, I was way too hype, actually, that time. You, like, not nervous at all? Like, just, like, I got this? I was more just, like, I was amped. Like, I just, like, I'm lifting. I'm listening to, like, hype music kind of feeling. Yeah. And then, like, I got to the line and felt, like, too tired and, like, kind of yeah. drained. Yeah. And I let myself get, like, too anxious to where it, like, burned me out a little bit. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. So, wait, are you saying, like, you should have brought it down? Before? Yeah, yeah, yes, right. like, I should have recognized that I was way too high yeah. and just, like, started, like, tapering myself back, like, the day before. But instead, I just, like, let it go because it felt good and then oh, just, like, okay. kind of, like, mentally drain myself out before the race. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I was, like, listening to, like, rap music on my way home the night before, like, just blaring it, like, let's go! Like, I'm going to crush this. And then I woke up the next morning, like, kind of lethargic and was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, like, in running, we talk a lot about, like, the stresses of, like, mileage and stuff. And then, like, we don't talk about, like, the stress of, like, preparing for a race. Yeah. Like, mentally. No, like, I think that's, like, a big factor in it, too. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely agree. And I've always thought that way, but, like, it's sometimes hard to, like, contextualize it yourself. Mm-hmm. But, like, reading that this book, that one chapter that kind of talked about that, um, definitely was, like, pretty helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't that's, really have... That's a, that's a pretty cool, though. I think that maybe I'll try that um, before my next race to stress myself out a little more if I'm not feeling yeah. too stressed or de-stressed. Do they give like uh, do they give like tips on how um, to do n- it or not really? I think it, mm-hmm. this book is more of just like here's the information and like yeah. it'll genu- it'll generally tell you like what we just said of like if you don't feel super energetic, try to boost it or try to get yourself more like yeah. awake. But I it guess doesn't it's probably like so individual like ways yeah. to get it. Yeah. They don't even like try to go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's it's super cool. Um, I'm gonna try to like do more of that kind of stuff, like make notes of like cool things I read mm-hmm. in books like that, because I I read some stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was really all I wanted to like 
touch on there. Nice. Cool. Um, is, that, is this it? Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up here just about at an hour. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was episode eight, and hopefully, here's to eight more. Eight more? Eight more. Then we're done. Yeah, then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. Right. Thank you.